good morning and welcome to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us once again. We have a very special breakfast plan for today, Phil. Very special breakfast. You know, we've only had a couple of guests on the show, and so it is our privilege to welcome Anna Clement, the first lady at Mission OKC. Anna, how are you today? I'm awesome. I'm so I'm so pumped to be on your podcast. This is great. Yeah, we're pumped to have you, Anna. Amen. And we're back in Studio A today. <laughs> yes. It has been cleaned up. Yes, Studio A is clean. It looks nice. And we've got a producer. I, we're getting big, guys. We have dozens of listeners, and it's just making all the difference. So <laughs> it's amazing. Does maybe even Baker's dozens of listeners? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. We are blowing up on the internet right now. Yes, yes. So, it's amazing how your life changes when you get. 50 downloads a week. I know, right? It's just, I can't go anywhere without people like, hey, are you, we've seen your sticker on the Quick Trip gas pump. <laughs> so true. Oh, it's just, it's madness. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Anna, you, I, uh, for Christmas, for all of my youth volunteers and then for a lot of my, my friends, I made stickers that say, you are fantastic and have my face on them. And so some of my youth workers and friends put them on the quick trip gas pumps. And so now I'm, I'm a celebrity around Tulsa. And that's because they don't want to put them on any of their personal <laughs> items, right. which is, I don't know what that says, Lucas. I don't know. I don't know. Leah put hers on the bottom of her bottle. So uh, that way, I guess she can see it when she wants, but no one else can. Um, when she's drinking, when she tips that up, everyone like, sees that. You are fantastic. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, let's start the show like we always do. Yeah. Let's, let's start with Anna. Anna, what's the best thing that you had to eat this week? The best thing that I've had to eat. To, you know what? Um, Chad and I like to go to breakfast dates because our kids are at school during that time. So he takes me to this place called Good Gravy mm. on Britain. Man, that and sounds... And they have like 23 different flavors of gravy Ooh. and like really good biscuits. But I don't get that. <laughs> I was, well, uh, thanks for building that up for us, Anna. <laughs> it looks amazing, but uh, I don't ever eat it. You had the fruit cup? Um, yeah, I was trying to be like health conscious, so I got their waffle. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That was not what I was expecting to come out. Yeah, and the waitress, it was one of those situations where the waitress was really surprised that I ordered a waffle because their thing is biscuits and gravy, right? So she's like, are you sure? Like. <laughs> You, this person obviously has no idea what they're doing. I need to help her out. <laughs> Waffles and gravy? Is that what you're... <laughs> and so, uh, but they brought out the, the waffle. She was like apologizing for it because it was so crispy. She was like, we're sorry we burned your waffle. But it was, I think that they probably hadn't pulled out that waffle iron in a decade. So it, it had like, it had the, you know, the patique on it, the patina on it. Yeah. And, uh, I got the whole, yeah, it was like a really crispy waffle. It yeah, was which just is great. Perfect. It, I was like, yeah, I was like, stop apologizing. This is perfect. This is great. Yeah, mm. that sounds tasty. I do love some waffles. Phil? It's tasty. I went, you know, I was in uh, Denton, Texas visiting my son. Uh, this weekend. Shout out to the Bridge Church in Denton, Pastor Dwayne, my, what do you call your son's father-in-law? My brother father? Something like that. Yep, sure. <laughs> the, Kyle is saying, no, that is not what you call him. I call him Dwayne. Yep, anyway, so shout thing. out to Pastor Dwayne, the people at Bridge Church in Denton. But my son and his wife, Ashton, took us to, my son Sam, We he took us to Barley and Board, mm. which obviously is about beer. 
There's a lot of beer there, but none of us drink beer. So you weren't we getting turnt and didn't Phil? Did not. We did not do what? What was that? What word did you use? Turnt. Gen Z. Where are the? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so no, uh, we had uh, just great food. It's a farm-to-table restaurant in downtown Denton, Texas. Uh, but we had a thing called a. Uh, it's called El Pastor. It's just a, a seasoned pork thing that with mm. some pita and oh, some yeah. amazing sauces and relishes. And a burger, man. I, I'm kind of a burger aficionado in my own mind. And it was a really, really amazing burger. So there you go. It was great. Very nice. Very nice. Well, I had uh, some, some Chinese food this last weekend. That Okay, uh, well, what's next? <laughs> Anyway, yep, that's it. No, Tori had uh, we we eat this we eat some gluten free Chinese food on uh, yeah, uh, quite a bit actually that we get at Aldi. Well, Naomi can't eat it because of the like it's like the breading is too thick, so she can't chew it up. Right. So Tori like made her this special. She like just grilled it up or, or like sautéed it in the pan and then made this sauce from scratch. And so then Naomi didn't like it because it was too tangy. So I like took a bite and I was like. This is like the best homemade Chinese food I've had in my life. <laughs> she just made it for Naomi. Naomi Bottle didn't even appreciate stuff. it. So Bottle that up. I know. She just uh she doesn't appreciate the finer things in life yet. So uh, her palate's not matured. Yeah. That's it, okay. It'll get, she'll get there. Her first birthday's this there. weekend, so I think that'll be that'll be yeah. the one. So All right. All right, are we ready for some orange juice? That oh orange juice, that's right. All right. I was going to jump the gun for coffee. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit coffee next. I think it'll be a good like bridge into our next. So, so let's do some orange juice. This Anna, are you ready for orange juice? Now, uh, do you understand what this is, Anna? That, no, that, you have to explain. So, it to me. Or, so uh, yeah. our orange juice is it's do the jingle. Look Gen at, Z word of the week. Gen Z. So, so I will say a Gen Z word that I typically have not figured out the meaning to until this week and <laughs> see if Phil and this week you can guess the meaning of the word. So the goal is to emphasize the disparity in our ages and the fact that I am excessively disconnected from popular culture. We're really just accenting how old Phil is. That's right. So. You, you get thrown in here, Anna, and so... <laughs> You get to be persecuted just a little bit for being for more mature than Lucas. All right. So I, I got one. I actually learned this one in the youth room like two weeks ago. All right. So it, it is called, it's called Bussin. Oh, Bussin. I don't know what that is. You, Anna it? knows. Anna oh, knows. So Phil, Phil, that means you have to guess first, and then Anna will give us the definition, and I will confirm. I have to it, it means, it's clear, it's obvious what that means. Okay. It's so obvious it means... <laughs> No idea. Phil, you should be a politician with how well you're filibustering. (laughs) Bussin, I would say that means you're hanging out with your friends. Bussin is hanging out with your friends. The final answer? That's what it is. Yep. All right, Anna? What does Bussin mean? I kind of said I was kind of proud, you know, when I said I knew what it was. I'm I'm giving you an idea of, like, getting dressed up. Yeah. Um, Like in in a good outfit, like getting ready to go out. Yeah. That's bussin'? <laughs> That's my final. <laughs> I you, I am sorry. I, 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 kept, I was waiting for you to go on. <laughs> Yo, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. We better get bussin'. <laughs> no, so, okay. Get bussin', kids. We're going to see <laughs> Anyway, we're going to Target this week. Care. We got to get dressed up. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, you said it with such confidence. I thought you were you were right with us. So bussin is actually like when something is really good. So like like you would say that waffle was bussin. Or like Phil would say yeah. the food was bussin. That's kind of the, the context. Or you could say like that outfit's bussin is kind of like the, the further context. Uh, awesome. But it's typically about wow. food is bussin. It's bussin. Oh, specifically about food. It's mostly, yeah. So barley and board is bussin. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Super crispy waffle at Gravy Train. What was it called? The yeah, Gravy House? Good gravy. Good gravy. Good gravy. Good gra- <laughs> so Anna, did your mom say, good gravy? My- <laughs> No. My mother did. My mother is from Southeast Arkansas, and she said, good gravy, son, all the time. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I typically try to bring back those phrases so youth will look funny at me. So right now it's, (laughs) what in tarnation is my go-to? Or my star. So the food, at it's bussin'. It's bussin'. So Anna, I really hate to confess this, but I feel much better that you also got that wrong. (laughs) Hey, two weeks ago, I also would have gotten it wrong. I was so confident. I was like, I know what this is. I got this. Yeah. Young punk Jonas. It's funny that I do Gen Z Word of the Week because I am just so far removed sometimes. The students are like, oh, yeah, this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Googling Googling what my students say. They'll say something. I'm like, is that dirty or is that just new? It's your job as the youth pastor to Google those things. That's right. That's, That's right. Don't put them in the newsletter or something. <laughs> right. I let the parents know. All right, so let's get to some coffee. I'm a little tired. Coffee let's time. get some coffee. So, Anna, we are going to let you take this segment. Give us either your best mom story or your most embarrassing Lucas story, or you can do both. You so can do both. It's I'm, either. I think I'm going to do a combo. Yeah. So, wait, you got to wait for the jingle. Yeah. So, it's either going to be uh, embarrassing Lucas stories with Anna. Or mom stories with Anna. We we like to use the same tune to all our jingles because it saves us money on royalties. Um, so we don't pay. <laughs> um, okay, but before we do, I know this is different, uh, but we always like to give our listeners a second to guess whether the story involves poop or no poop. <laughs> so I don't know how how old the uh, uh, old of child you're going to tell a story about, but we'll let our listeners guess. Usually we we like to let them bet a waffle or a Starbucks or something. So if you're in your car, make sure you're making your bet now. Don't text it because, you know, we want you to drive safe. But uh, I think everybody's bets are made. Anna, go ahead. And, okay, uh, I'm going to start with um, my Lucas story. Yes. Mm. And this is the story that it's not really embarrassing, but this was kind of our first impression of you story. You came in, we, this was way back when we were meeting in the theater room of the apartment complex. We were having like intern orientation in the theater room of the apartment complex community center. So how many years ago would this have been, Anna? Oh, wow. That was like eight years ago. Okay. So Lucas is five at this time. Basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was. He came in in his little backpack and his little, you know, go Diego go yeah. shirt. No beard yet, so no beard. It was just like coming in. But um, Chad, we hadn't even started like the orientation yet, and Chad was out trying to get something stuck out of the. He put a trailer on the back of a van, and the hitch was down in the mud. And uh, Lucas saw Chad working on it and just jumped in, like got in the mud, 
got all his clothes wet in the mud and helped Chad immediately. It's like, I don't even think they'd even made introduction yet. <laughs> and Chad was like, this kid's sticking around <laughs> all summer. We, we need him. <laughs> yeah. Free, free help anytime. Free muscle. Well, I don't know how much muscle I mean, at yeah. seven years. So you were like 17 at that time. Right? Uh, yeah. I think something I was like, like 19 that. something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. And, but just willing, yeah. Willing to be a servant was obvious that he was, he was ready to help us and, and do whatever it took to get through the summer. So, uh, but that summer you worked with, uh, at that apartment complex with me and you taught Bible school out on the the patio there. And that was really cool. So yeah, I, uh, funny story when we were teaching that, that was the summer we were teaching Bible school. And then we see the SWAT team coming into the apartments while we're teaching the lesson. (laughs) And we're like, all right, kids, let's go inside uh, from the covered port. Like we're going to go inside right now. And like, as they're surrounding this apartment, ready to like bring out the battering ram to get in the door. Yes. And that, that's not the last time that happened to me either. That's almost like how we end the summer now. The SWAT team so, comes for yeah, the party. You were there for that. That was <laughs> it's SWAT team season. So your first impression of Lucas, your yes. first impression of Lucas is just covered in mud, sweating. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Right. Ready like to that. ready to work. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, you you grew a lot uh, working with us, and we could just see that God was his work was all over you. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I see it on him. I still yeah. need him to keep working. <laughs> I've got a long way to go. Yeah. So, um, mentioning the SWAT team, I'm going to move on transition into my mom story. And, uh, I don't know if, uh, this might be obvious to everyone else, but I would not recommend taking eight children to spring break in Miami, Florida. (laughs) It does seem a little obvious, Anna. (laughs) I know that might be obvious, but I'm going to go ahead and put my zero stars. Don't recommend that. That's a public service for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) You know the Will Smith song, you know, all night, all day when the heat is on. Welcome to Miami. It says nothing. (laughs) Mentions nothing about your kids are going to have a great, great time. And they're going to see so many things that you probably didn't prepare them for. (laughs) Welcome to Miami. (laughs) Yes, yes. Hit remixes with Anna. Yes. So one day I just imagine your kids are going to be like adults. You're like, so how'd you get the birds and the bees talk? Well, we were in Miami and saw some stuff. Spring break 2021. <laughs> Miami, Florida. Okay, so can't wait to hear the story now. This is, this is be okay, great. well, we uh, had some people that told us that um, they were going to give us tickets to uh, Disney World. Of course. <laughs> and um, so we we had kind of one of our other trip plans fall through. We were thinking, we'll just get south, get in a warm ocean. Like that will be our road trip to South Florida and just swim in the warm ocean. Yeah. So we hit the road and we didn't, you know, it's COVID time. So making a reservation at Disney World during uh, spring break, we, everything was blacked out. Right. So we weren't able to do that. So we just like on the road, we were changing plans, you know? So if we can't do this, what are we going to do? And 
we thought, well, you know, we just really want to see Miami Beach because you think of a beach as big, you know, there's like, there's, yeah, there might be some crazy stuff happening on one side of the beach, <laughs> but you can, yeah. <laughs> you can you, find a little patch of sand. Sure. Yeah, you yeah. just, you just draw a line in the sand. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just like, you know, this is our family's little beach right, right. here. You yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. can do that. Of course. So along with the other things we had planned, we were going to go to Miami Beach for the day, one of the days. And um, so we chose Saturday night. (laughs) (laughs) Saturday night's all right for fighting. (laughs) (laughs) We drove. It was about an hour and a half drive from where we were staying in in a campground on the Keys. So we were driving like an hour and a half to get there. We have our Chihuahua with us, all eight kids, which age range, just so you know, 16 years old, um, some middle schoolers and a (laughs) three-year-old in a van. And as soon as we pulled into just the, the city, it was like... Okay, I didn't know you could ride on the top of your car. <laughs> Should we be riding on the top of our van? Like, yeah, are we doing it wrong? I'm overdressed. Yeah. <laughs> are we doing it wrong? I'm overdressed for the occasion, obviously, in my swimsuit. <laughs> fishing mom yeah. <laughs> no one's fishing here mom they're like you didn't see a lot of other fishermen <laughs> oh, wow. and uh so that was just getting out of the van and then we have to walk through the town and chad was like i'm gonna drop you off here and i'm gonna go find a place to park the van i was like no you're not, <laughs> like, not <laughs> i'm not letting you out of my sight <laughs> We are not great separating. Like in those movies where you're like, they should have never separated. Right, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so we got wow. to the beach part and I just sat down. I was like, if I could teleport us out of here right now, I would. Because it was just so crazy. It, and it just kept getting more and more crazy as the sun went down. And finally, we were like, you know what? We're going to we're gonna get out. We're going to go to Little Havana and find a place to eat. So we left about eight. And the next morning, I pulled up the news headlines read, SWAT team descends on Miami, Florida <laughs> to enforce <laughs> the curfew. <laughs> so you had arrived right at the peak of the evil in Miami Beach that week. Exactly. The debauchery had had risen to a fever pitch to the point they had to bring in the SWAT team. Go to Nineveh, Anna. <laughs> Go to Nineveh. I told Chad, I was like, either you put some gospel tracks in my hand and we turn this into a mission trip (laughs) (laughs) 
or we're leaving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not enjoying this. Let's go get dinner. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a good solution. Yeah. Food's wow. always food's always the answer. So So I you know, that you're supposed to guess if that involved poop or no poop. There, there's a good chance that involved a, whatever. Yeah, if the, right? the amount of debauchery there, I'm sure there was poop involved. So <laughs> throw there was, up. There was definitely poop involved, yeah. you guys. <laughs> All right. Well, Anna, what an what a terrible and amazing story. Yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but you know what? Yeah. Man. It was uh Welcome I'm, to Miami, of course. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will. Yeah, he probably should have explained in the song more uh, a little better. Yeah. Not we family friends. Like played that as yeah, we played that as a hype song with the kids on the way there. I think they thought <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know. One time uh, we were we were taking a family trip down in Texas and my parents had hyped up Bucky's and this is when Leah was like seven or eight years old. And so the entire way down, she's going, oh, yeah, Bucky's, it's the place for you and me. Yeah, I love Bucky's for you and me. I love Bucky's. So for like five hours in the car, Bucky's, Bucky's. So there was not as much debauchery involved, but, you know. Still. But, uh, but the jingle writing. Yeah. You need to go with us. Yeah, you listen to Will Smith. It sounds cool. Yeah. He had obviously been there. He knew exactly what he was thinking about. Will Smith had other plans than to take his family to a nice beach day. I think so. Yeah. Bad boys, bad boys. Anyway. Yeah. So, Anna, we just wanted to get your story a little bit. So, you have a podcast yourself called First Things. With yes. Anna Clement, and uh, you you kind of tell about your life and the lessons that God gives you through that. So um, I think as we just want, to, want our listeners to hear from you, and, and so briefly, kind of just talk to us about what it was like. You moved from Amarillo to Oklahoma City to plant Mission OKC, started in an apartment, uh, used spaces in the apartment complex after you had moved out of your own apartment, and just... That whole saga now to having uh, you, you have a building you rent out and use all this different stuff. So just tell us a little bit about that, uh, the church side, and then I'll ask you a little bit more about your family as well on the other side. Okay. Um, yes, we have a heart for the gospel disadvantaged. There's a lot of areas in our communities that are not reached with the gospel, um, and there's not a local church that's there to disciple them. And so we go into those communities here in OKC and reach them first, introduce them to the gospel. And then we have programs, after school programs and church to continue to disciple them and help them grow in their relationship with the Lord. And um, we also want them to understand the word of God. And so we teach them how to use their Bible. And um, our introduction to all of that is through our lunch ministry, which goes mm-hmm. on through the summertime. That's our big outreach season. And we make, uh, last year we were up to a thousand lunches a day um, throughout June and July. And we go out into 11 different apartment complexes and neighborhoods and deliver those lunches to the doors of the, of the children and families who we know, you know, are in need of food. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not really, you know, trying to solve the ho- hunger problem. Um, we, we just want them to know that, listen, we see your need and we love you and we come in the name of Jesus. And, and we want you to know that the church sees you and we want to minister to you right where you're at. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you to just to talk about the lunches a little bit, but you, you describe it perfectly. And I think it's so vital. Uh, just it, it gives that constant presence of the church in their lives where, you know, whether they really, really need that lunch and would starve to death without it or not, like the church is the one that's there for them, loving them, providing. And so what a just an amazing testimony to what Christ commanded us to do. And you're out there, they're doing it day in and day out. So the other thing I admire just about you and your family is that it's not just at the church that you live out this ministry. So just tell us a little bit about your family um, and how it's grown over the past few years and what the Lord's doing with that. Yes, well, like you said, we started out in a a low-income apartment ourselves 10 years ago, and um, we moved into Edmond as our kids got older and the church started to grow Mission OKC started to grow, outgrow the community room space, and um, and when we we moved into Edmond, we we had some volunteers that had a house that um, they needed to lease at the time, and it was way too big for our family. Um, and God just worked it out that we ended up in that house. So um, we lived there for about a year, and we got a call from my husband's cousin. And they were in need of someone to, through DHS, um, take their son um, for a short time until they could work through their program and get their son back. And we had never really thought about being foster a foster family uh, up until that time because we were just always in ministry outside of our home, and we just never thought. But we, but God had been working on our hearts ever since we moved into that into that house in Edmond. Like we knew that God had a plan for it, you know, as He. As he gives you resources and you give it back to him, he's going to fill it and he's going to use it. And so um, that was we we said yes to our first foster child. And, and that was 2015 <clears throat> and going through the training and having a better understanding of the kids that are waiting for homes and how this could be a ministry. We just we knew that this was something God wanted us to do along with the other ministry, because it really goes right along with what we do at Mission OKC also, which is there's a lot of kids and youth that are in need of physical care, but they also need spiritual care and emotional mm-hmm. care. And so we became a foster family. And um, because of because of the home that God's given us and the family and the life that we have where we can bring our kids on mission with us, we were able to adopt two separate sets, two sibling groups where, you know, in typical foster adoption situations, they have to break up siblings because there's there's not room in one foster home for all of them. And so we've been able to adopt two separate sibling groups. So we that's we have three biological kids and five adopted now. And uh, wow. so we're just now we're just raising kids and ministering at home and ministering at Mission OKC. We got a lot of work. And it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, this I you know, and I wanted to just point out, you know, for our listeners that a lot of times we have this sense, you know, that if we do some service thing, we have a sense in our mind, oh, I'm going to check that box, that I'm going to do this service activity, I'm going to serve the Lord, and that's gonna that's gonna sort of make me feel better about myself, you know, and really, it's not the way it works. When you begin to minister, when you begin to give you just gain a heart for giving and for ministering, and you just learn the joy of giving and ministering. And hopefully, uh, like you guys, we don't, hopefully we don't become afraid and, and quench that out. Um, would you talk a little bit about, you know, the decision to go from 
having that in uh, sort of almost a vocational ministry to bringing it into your home, uh, are there fears? Are there apprehensions? Um, Talk about that just for a minute, if you don't mind, please. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, and speaking specifically about fostering, you immediately think about if you have biological children, how are they going to receive this? You know, how how is this going to impact them? And that's a place where you have to trust God that he he's doing a work in your children individually Mm. and teaching them to trust him, too. And they need to see you living out your faith in front of them. Yes. Um, and to trust, and you know, it's easy. We can make our home and our children and our family and our routine idols, where we yeah. say, "Well, God certainly wouldn't want me to give this up, this part of my comfort, this part of my life, because this is precious." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what's funny is the song that had I had on loop when we moved to Oklahoma City was this song by Forever Jones called "He Wants It All." Mm. And, and I, he's taught me to let go of when he, when he's made it clear that, and I, I need you to yield this part of your life to me. Yeah. He's, he can be trusted with that and he's faithful with that. And I, our kids were just talking about that when we got back from our trip, um, we were talking about our youngest and, and our oldest said, just think of how dynamic, you know, Braxton is going to be having grown up with all of us. And <laughs> one of the other kids said, think about how all of us are going to be because we've grown up with each other. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that I have to trust that part of God's plan for my biological children was for them to see our home being used and, and foster children being ministered to and adopted and to see the redemption that can come through all of that. That's all part of God's plan in their lives. And, and to withhold that from them is to stunt their spiritual growth. Yeah. Yeah. I um, think, I think about the scripture. <clears throat> yeah. In the first uh, couple of chapters of the book of Haggai, where uh, God has told them to rebuild the temple and they're concerned that they won't be able to do a good enough job. And he says, bring wood and build. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, uh, declares the Lord, and I will bring the glory. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you oh. see in your family. You see, you guys, you just give what you have, and he begins oh. to add his glory to it. Which, you know, when you tell the story about the kids thinking, you know, think about what he's going to be like. And they're like, well, think about what we're all going to be like. That's the yeah. glory of God. That's, that's amazing. Yes just really awesome. Now, I had a, a question as you so we we have we've known lots of people that have adopted and um you and we have some other friends that just are this great example to us on what that looks like bringing them in and just making them a part of your family. Um and so I guess my question for you on that is was it was it scary at all? Was that like conversations you and ha- Chad had about um you know, you, you talked about not wanting to stunt your kid's spiritual growth. But then the other side of it is is there's very real possibilities when adopting and fostering that these kids do have past traumas that have affected their behavior. I mean, there's some some crazy stuff that could happen. Was that like a discussion you had? And how did how did you overcome that? Uh definitely something to consider because we were not prepared for uh, the needs and I'm still constantly learning about trauma and how it affects and how, um, but I immediately realized that <clears throat> we're going to have to build a team around us of therapists and doctors and, uh, you know, get, get the kids evaluated, get them the support they need educationally. Because if you think that 
your love for them is going to be enough. Um, they yeah. need they need help. And so part of your job as a foster parent is to to make sure that they get the help that they need. Yeah, because if you don't and that goes unchecked, um, it can it can cause damage to them. And there, there, those wounds can can affect the kids and your your whole family. And that's honestly that's something we deal with on a daily basis is yeah. evaluating where our kids are at um, emotionally, spiritually, and just and helping them to that next level. Because you want your love to be enough, but um, you need to you need to use those resources. And if you have a good caseworker, they will point you in the right directions. The nice thing about Oklahoma DHS is that the therapy is, is paid, you know, they, they support that financially. They can sooner care. Can, you can, you can get them plugged into those resources and it's not a financial burden. Most of the time, you know, those things are available and you need to seek those out, but also just get helping them, you know, discipling them. That's my, my heart right now is all of our kids have come to salvation except mm-hmm. for little Braxton. <laughs> and, you know, I want to make sure that each of them are on a plan of discipleship um, and that's happening in the home as well as at church. So yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, just seeing your family, it's, it's always so wonderful and, and your biological kids, your adopted kids, it doesn't matter whenever we're, we're hanging out with y'all and seeing, seeing your family, you know, Chad's all of their dad and you're all of their mom. There's no difference, you, you know? And, and so, um, it's just really cool and uh, really amazing the love that that flows through you from the Lord and um, and so I want to say uh, one more thing about that is um, your expectation we we all had all older kids except for Braxton and he was in a different foster home up until the time for the first year of his life before he came to live with us and um, the way that you talk about their biological parents mm. and the way that you allow them to talk to you about them, you can't just erase that from their lives. Right. Um, you want to make sure and highlight the the things that you were able to see in their biological parents and say, you know, I see that in you. And, and because um, that just strengthens them all the way around And every, every, um, you know, as you continue that relationship after adoption, it's going to look different. Some of our kids went back with their, their foster families and we got to see a reunification and salvation with the mom and the two kids. And that was, wow, that's amazing. But, um, you know, every, every situation is different and you just got to let the Lord lead you. He really do because he, he's the one, but I think that the, the thing that I've learned through all of it is, um, that, our, well, and, and our son Braxton taught me this from the time that he was in the hospital, he's been cared for and loved, whether it was with the, the family that was before us. It's like God had this life in his hands mm-hmm. and and he had no way to ask where he ended up or had no way to make requests or demands of God or anybody else. But God saw him right where he was and carried him from safely from place to place and to a forever home. And God does that for all of us. He's, he's looking after our lives in that same way. And just, it increases my faith and and trust in God that he has us. He's got us (laughs) as we move from phase to phase in life. Yeah. Amen. He's, he's good. Amen. Uh, In all his ways. That's Uh awesome. Yeah. So Anna, um, not everybody can, uh, plant a church in the inner city. Uh, not everybody can go and, and adopt six kids or 
five kids and have three biological kids and, and live the life that God has called you to live. Uh, you know, in our, our pre-show appetizer, you pointed out, if God hasn't called you to it, don't do it because you're not going to make it. Um, but what advice can you give our listeners? What can they do right now, um, you know, just to, to, to do something? Well, where it starts um, is learning to discern the voice of God, like Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of have to get rid of the distractions and get really well acquainted with God and learn to hear his voice because he speaks to us all differently. And he has different work for each one of us to do for his kingdom. And then you'll see that he opens your eyes to the needs of those around you. It may be college kids. It may be international ministry. It may be your neighborhood. Um, but as he opens your eyes, don't don't ignore that and think, well, everybody sees that problem. Um, because yeah. That's when really God, good. Anna, would you say that again, please? <laughs> Could you repeat yourself? That, I don't know if you know how profound that is, but say that again, please. <laughs> we think that everybody sees that problem. Everybody sees that need in their community or their church or where they're at. And, and actually... God gives us vision um, and he gives us, he gives us a burden. Yeah. Mm. And then he says, why don't you come? Let me help you show you how to carry that burden. Yeah. Very um, good. And, and it, and, yeah, his burden is easy and his burden is light. If you came to my house and tried to do my job today, you would, you would not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Bet. <laughs> Bet. <laughs> And, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a good fit for what God has called Lucas to do. And I wouldn't be able to see, see the, the things that he sees, the needs that he sees and be able to plan for it. And, uh, and so we, we need to trust God that when he puts a burden on our hearts, that there's some obedience on the other side of that. The, the other thing is that um, if he puts a burden on our hearts, there's someone with a need on the other side of that. That's yeah. why our obedience is so mm. important. And if he's calling us to go feed in a, in a particular neighborhood and we say, well, that's a little farther outside of our little maps go area that we've drawn out, but there's some kids in that apartment complex that may not eat this summer if we don't obey mm. yeah. and do what God's calling us to do. And so we need to, to trust him and obey him. So yeah. listen to him, trust him and obey him. I would say that's yeah. my three points. Awesome yeah, and I would, say, I, I would say, Anna, you know, you I don't know if you've ever heard of this podcast called Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil, but you should be on that uh, because, <laughs> because they talk about almost on a, well, on a weekly basis. It seems like every conversation we have comes down to, you know what? You should get to know God and get to know the voice of God. So thank you. Mm. Yes. That, that, that is so... Uh, that is so important and so powerful every day. Yeah, it is crazy. I think, and, and you know, as we, uh, Phil and I talked, and, and we, Tori and I were praying through whether to come and join Mission OKC again or, or stay here in Tulsa and just praying and going, God, which one is it? Which one is it? Which one is it? And yet, you know, once the, the question stopped and finally like, God, I just want to know you, you know, and it, whether it's here, there, anywhere, like yeah, I would trust you in a box. I would trust you with a fox, you know, like <laughs> I want to know God. And and I think when, when it comes back to that, like living missionally, living as with a mission minded heart and, and just seeking him, like that becomes so much easier if I'm seeking him, you know, That's it right. becomes easier to live for him if I'm seeking him. But when I'm seeking just to live for him without seeking him, I don't do it. And that's yeah. a lot of words to say a little bit, but uh, 
Yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. and I think right. again, our oatmeal every single week, the hard truth, it just comes back like, stop it, just seek God. <laughs> yeah, get to know Him. We get so worried about the details of stuff, and can I do this? Can I not do this? And it's really not about us. It's it's about knowing Him. And like you said, that's man, what a great little Bible study we've had. There's a there's a burden, mm-hmm. and then there's a there's a need on the other side of that burden. Yeah. And then there's uh, some obedience yeah. in that. That's what I love to, you know, you just mentioning the story with uh, the kids that you you were able to foster and love on. And through that, you know, they and their mother come to know the Lord. And I'm I'm just imagining that when you took them in, your plan was not to love them for a little while and then give them back. And yet we see God's plan looking way different than our own all the time and so much better than what we ever could have imagined. And so right. uh, just amazing to see him at at work. So, yeah. well, Anna, I am so glad that you came on the show today and joined us. We yes, have just thank you, heard Anna. a word from the Lord today. And so uh, usually we end the show with just a minute of culture. So uh, anything, you know, other than Miami Beach happened to you Will lately Smith. or that you've seen TV shows that you thought were cool, sports, you've, I don't know. Any, if you any other songs sports. you want to remix for us real quick here? <laughs> if you could I mean, just sing a little, awesome, little bit. Yeah. Maybe a hidden gift. Maybe you're hiding that under a bushel. Uh, uh, well, actually, <laughs> I I love podcasts. Um, I like the, the Come to Papa podcast um, Okay. with uh, the comedian why can't I think of it? Anyway, he talks about he talks about food and what people grew up eating. So he interviews all these comedians and like talks about their culture and food and and it's really interesting. I, I really get into it. Come and, to uh, Papa. Come to and Papa. tell us the name of your podcast again too. By the way, the first things. The first things. First, with first lady. The Anna first thing. The first. All things. right. Yeah, yeah. Great podcast. And that's what if you want to hear about. You know, if you thought your 2020 was crazy, go listen to this last episode of The First Things and uh, you'll see your 2020 probably. I mean, it was crazy because everybody's was, but uh, yeah. I think yours took it over the top. So uh, with, you know, if you throw some more fire into the mix and everything else, you <laughs> just a wild year. Uh, but God moved up mightily. So uh, anyway, hey, yeah, make sure that you like, comment, follow. Uh, and uh, make sure you go do the same for Anna's podcast. We love you guys. We're glad you have chosen to join us today. Please send any questions, comments, concerns to Lucas at EastwoodTulsa.com, Phil at EastwoodTulsa.com, or SecondBreakfast777 at gmail.com. Or SecondBreakfast777 at gmail.com. Or if you have any complaints, please send those over to Kyle at WeDon'tCare.com. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks for joining us, Phil. Any last words? Oh, what? No, you have it. Which Push button? the button. Push the button. That's not there. <laughs> no, it's not there. Love and pancakes. That's what I want to say. <laughs> I broke the soundboard. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. Okay. Oh, we should never give Lucas equipment. We love you guys. We're going to stop before we break it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.